Hello and welcome to CAA Conversations. Today we're going to be talking with Chris Ireland and Charles Siegfried. They're going to be discussing teaching intro to art for non-majors. Chris is an associate professor of art during the school year and an art appreciation instructor during the summer at Tarleton State University in Texas. When Chris was in grad school, he and Charles were often thought to be brothers due to their doppelganger looks, so much so that their department head never could get their names straight. Charles Siegfried is an adjunct professor at Clackamas Community College and Portland State University, where he teaches art appreciation online, basic design, and all levels of drawing courses. And a fun fact, when he graduated with his MFA, he saved and took the garbage from his grad studio and made some artwork out of it. So, without further ado, I'm going to hand the conversation over to Chris and Charles, and they're going to be talking about teaching intro to art for non-majors. Charles. Hello. Hello, Chris. How you doing? It's good to hear from you, man. Nice to hear from you. Such a long time. It, it has been a while. It's been a, it's been a few months, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know the last time I heard from you was, but uh, I was just going to say, man, I wish, um, I wish you would have gone into my studio when I left Washington State and took some of my garbage, because I, I, I think I had to leave a few things there. Um, like, I think I left some furniture there that could have been a great uh, painting piece. Yeah, I probably would have ground it up and put it into a painting, but yeah, more, more it's more flat stuff like paper and you know wrappers and uh, dust that I was sure, uh, sure. collecting. Yeah, but I know I remember stories that uh, people were scraping my floor for uh, months after, or even yeah, months <laughs> after I left. So but, uh, yeah, well, uh, I thought of you, Charles, when Ellen approached me about this podcast because of the art appreciation thing, and I wanted um, just to kind of well, I just want to talk to you really, but I knew you were teaching. Art appreciation and you know we I, I think a lot about um the differences in teaching um in texas versus the pacific northwest so i just i just thought it'd be interesting too to hear from you uh i think we teach in different um uh different areas like for example i mean you, you're, you're teaching in portland um and i'm teaching I teach a little bit outside Fort Worth. It's about an hour outside of Fort Worth. So even though I do a lot of, uh, I'm in Fort Worth a lot, but my my school is a little bit outside, and that that's kind of an interesting. Um, uh, I have an interesting student body because of that. Or at least coming from me, and I'm from Ohio too, so I I, I have all these sort of different influences, um, and I think art appreciation interests me because you really get to um, uh, you you get to. I get to hear from like the general student body in a way that I don't um, from uh, teaching, you know, the art majors that I have. Uh, so I don't know. I just thought, you know, it'd be interesting to hear from your perspective too, Charles. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I actually, the, I teach the art, pretty, art appreciation course is actually at Clackamas Community College, which is like a bedroom community of Portland, Oregon. So it's about 15, 20 miles out of the heart of uh, Portland. It's a little bit more rural, Though, uh, you know, we have that, uh, you know, creep of, you know, suburbs and whatnot. So the students I have also, again, aren't so, uh, again, generally, they're not uh, uh, fine art students. Though I do have some crossover from some of the courses I teach at Clackamas Community College, studio classes, design classes, and drawing classes that go into my art appreciation class. Because, hey, they, they take my online class and they think uh, it's... Uh, possibly maybe a little interesting. So they take one of my studio classes and vice versa. So there's some bleed over uh, over there at Clackamas. And uh, what, I've, what I've found is like simple stuff, like many of my students who uh, haven't taken an art class before, they 
they uh they think that they have to pay to get it into an art gallery so i have to you know explicitly you know lay out some ground uh you know rules slash uh, inform them again as an instructor trying to teach something uh that uh that you know you know you don't you can just walk right in you know you don't have to uh, be quiet or you know because sometimes they feel like it's you know that concept of the wet cube or whatnot they feel like it's like sanctified space so they're a little nervous to go into an art gallery so i actually some of my again getting back to one of those questions uh that that come up um some of my students uh uh, well, some of my favorite assignments for my students is sending them out physically, since it's an online class and they're looking at everything digitally, send my students out physically to go visit the Portland Art Museum and galleries in Portland. Uh, they get to see a wide variety of contemporary art and, you know, art that they've been looking at or artists they've been looking at in their uh, art textbooks and online. So, yeah, I, uh, I, I really dig, you know, working with the general population and, you know, uh, as uh, Gen Pop. As uh, working with uh, working with students who don't have a lot of experience with art or thought they wouldn't care about art and kind of dig it. Well, I think that's that's the thing. Like same here, a lot of my students have never been to a museum, even though we're right next to DFW, which has. Uh, I mean, we have two of everything because Fort Worth and Dallas both have great museums. Um, and you know, they've never been. They don't know that you know many of the museums here are free. Uh, they they kind of they have this this idea of this sort of um, elitism that comes with art that, that sort of turns them off from it and um, you know we talk about uh, in our class like where does that come from the sort of like idea of you know the insider versus outsider culture that that exists in art and um, and and I and I can understand the sarcasm or the um, you know the sort of like negative attitude towards that towards art and we talk about you know where that where that might come from and what. How that happens, but I but I think we yeah, have when they actually get to the museums. I, I when I hear back from the student comments, um, that you know I ask them just point point blank like what was your experience like at the museum? They talk about like wow it's so amazing. You know we spent hours here. I took my boyfriend or my girlfriend. They're really impressed with my knowledge about such and such. And you know it was a cheap date and like we were there all day and we we ended up going to like restaurants and other things in the area. We saw a movie. Like and I'm just like yeah exactly like it's you know, it's, it's, it's entertainment. And for, for us, that's completely a normal idea. But for someone, you know, growing up in uh, rural Texas and West Texas, you know, that's just not, that's just wasn't part of their, their growing up. And I think what I find interesting about this class is it reminds me of the same, like, it always reminds me of like, what, what was art grow like when, it, what was art like when I was just a kid in, you know, suburban Cleveland or whatever, like it, it, and, and it reminds me of that. And I, I think that's really important as a teacher uh, just to, you know, cause I think, I, I think I had like the seeds of, of, of creativity and, and, and being an artist back then, but my favorite artists when I was a kid were like the talking heads or, um, you know, Pink Floyd album covers where like, that was what was art to me. So I, I like that sort of asking them, okay, you've seen this art here and like, what, how does that relate to what you see in, you know, West Texas or whatever, uh, or wh which, what, what's your experience like and where is the art there because um, I want them to to think of that too it doesn't have to the art doesn't have to be in a museum um, but that's just another obviously another way that they can see it um, anyways yeah there's like I feel like there's so much there's so much ground to cover here I feel like every time I like I I comment on something that Charles says like I just I have so much I want to say like I my I apologize if I'm rambling um, but yeah it's uh 
so yeah, what are your, uh, is there like a, uh, tell me about your students, Charles, like uh, your art appreciation students, like what's day one like, what are the kind of conversations you have? Well, again, this is online, so it's all it's all email based, and uh, I kind of set up my class, and uh, they have to take weekly quizzes. Uh, not not every week, but most every week they take weekly quizzes. They have to work in a discussion forum uh, place where they actually have to comment on the instructor's question of the week. They have to uh, visit certain websites that I've found. You know, a lot of MoMA interactive uh, online exhibitions. Um, they have to write papers on artists uh, that they're in the textbook, as well as certain artists that I've found that I think are interesting. Uh, so there's like four components uh, to the class, as well as an outside component where they actually have to physically visit uh, the, uh, the Portland Art Museum at least and at least three galleries uh, in uh, in uh, downtown or slash northwest Portland. So. First week of the class is making sure that they purchase the textbook and that they understand that they actually physically have to go and, and walk into a museum and gallery. And sometimes that uh, that 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 actually can make a certain uh, group of the students say, hey, you know, it's not for me. I just want to do an online class. Uh, so um, teaching online, I mean, I actually designed the class. You know, they gave me a stipend and I actually designed the class from the you know ground up when we were working with Blackboard, now we're working with another online uh, program called Moodle. Uh, and so, uh, you know, it's interesting. First, again, first uh, week of the class is, or first week of the term is mainly uh, uh, fielding emails. So I'm on my email, uh, <laughs> as they say, email creep, digital creep. I'm on, uh, I'm on email a lot the first week, just uh, um, batting down questions and answering concerns and making sure that they know where to purchase the textbook and textbooks are expensive. We're working with three different textbooks. One, you know, the global uh, exploring art, a global thematic approach. Uh, again, first term is more about the global approach. Second term, I, I hit him in with the contemporary art with uh, Peter Kolb's book. Uh, and then uh, last term, I just hit him with the standard uh, Preble's. So there's there's uh, textbooks, uh, and I, I whip through it. So some, sometimes there's two or three chapters a week, uh, and I teach it. Uh, you know, kind of like a um, art history class. So there's lots of research, and I've actually gotten a lot better in my in my art history and my <laughs> understanding of artists. Let me tell you. So I mean, teaching is again a great way to understand you know your subject a little bit better. Lifelong learner, all that kind of cool jazz. But uh, yeah, I'm. You mentioned uh, all those textbooks, like the Preble's one. Is that is that living with art, um, or is that art forms? Uh, art forms. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, art forms. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah so. Uh, yeah, I don't stretch it out between terms. I hit them with one textbook per term. I try to hit to save a little buck, a few bucks for the students. I try to use the the previous version or the previous so that they can purchase it uh, uh, on the secondary market slash used uh, or from uh, past students. So yeah, I know I'm talking too. So I'll, I'll be quiet for a sec. <laughs> no, it's cool. I had an issue with students in my class not purchasing the textbook. Mm. Um, because I would eventually cover a lot of the textbook in class, yeah, and uh, you know, or sort of review it. And um, uh, this this happened when I was teaching it in person. I realized that because I could just sort of have I would see I I wouldn't see them bringing the textbook to class, and I wondered about it. Um, and you know, it just sort of made me think about like a lot of them complained about the cost. Um, a lot of them complained about the fact that I was sort of repeating the information. Yes. Um, and I think a lot of them just realized that you know they could it was worth, you know, not paying the $80 to risk their grade, which, you know, maybe, maybe not having the textbook meant, 
you know, they might lose. Like I like I don't know. Like they figured out a way that they could take the course and pass and 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 not have it. So I, I actually I had them do. Um, I've I've stopped using the textbook. Um, and I and I I hate to admit this because like I know that there's a lot of uh like a lot of the textbook publishers, you know, really need our support and everything. But um, yeah. I we started I started having them purchase um, uh, like sort of smaller trade paperbacks. Like we did a uh, uh, one semester. Well, the one that I've used a lot the most often is um, A Whole New Mind uh, by Daniel Pink. Okay. Uh, or like these sort of like business creativity books. The Creative Class is another book that yeah, we yeah. use, and and both of those are a little bit out of date right now. But I mean, they still they still work. Um, I'm I'm kind of interested in. Uh, I'm reading a few books now to see if I can update that. But I was, you know, it. I think aside from it being much cheaper, um, I think it answers the question. Those books do a little bit of a better job. I feel like, uh, in terms of like connecting, what you know, what does it mean to be creative and how does that, how can that help, you know, a person who uh, is going to be a business major or someone that's taking, um, you know, online courses because they want to finish their degree in, you know, whatever um, it is that they're doing in college and not necessarily art majors because like, you know, identifying, you know, identifying a Van Gogh painting uh, might, might get you on jeopardy, but like, is that really going to help you as a career or, you know, what is it that, I mean, just trying to get back to why we teach art appreciation, like what is the purpose of appreciating art? And I kind of view it more as a, more as a creative appreciation course, as opposed to just art specifically, because we talk about all sorts of things. We talk about uh, video games, uh, you know, music, uh, and it, it, and that's one of the things I enjoy most about the classes. We can, we can cover, you know, the idea of being creative or living your life in a way too, uh, that, 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 embraces that 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 knowledge or i'm sorry embraces creativity and how that can make you more marketable more like just a better person you know we talk about those things a lot so i, I going back to the textbook i, I I've, I've tried that and it's been successful uh because those books offer a, a, a lot of great um set of real sort of dis discussion questions that uh for the art appreciation textbooks because they were so uh i mean they, they were so all about, you know, art is great. This is, this is wonderful, but it didn't really, I don't know if the students were connecting, um, you know, what, what it, a, a creative person, what does that mean? What is, what is, what is this audience of people that go to these museums or, or do, uh, do design, do creative work outside of, um, uh, just in academia. I don't know if it was the, the textbooks were doing a good enough job in really connecting those dots. Um, so yeah, anyways, this has been an experience of mine. Yeah, yeah, and I've also looked at this website slash uh, um, project, open source project called Smart History. They were purchased by the Khan Academy a few years back, yeah. but they were a, a group of professors that wanted to make it a little bit more uh, affordable, meaning uh, almost nearly free. It was all kind of, uh, uh, what is it, commons? Um, yeah, basically, they, they'd find uh, open source and uh, free imagery uh, and they created a, an, an art appreciation course. Uh, so smart history is kind of an interesting way to go. I kind of looked at that and experimented with that as a as an alternative to the traditional uh, art appreciation text art appreciation textbook. But yeah, no, I'm I'm taking notes, man. I'm I'm looking up. I'm gonna look at uh, what is it? The creative class by. Uh, well, that one's a bit older. I would, a whole new mind is the one I've used most often. It's by Daniel Pink. Um, okay. And you know that book is interesting because it's sort of like. It breaks down these. Uh, again, it was written ten years ago, but uh, it breaks down the ideas of you know working with 
skills that that aren't necessarily taught in like math and science. These are skills that that art or an art appreciation course or come from like art and design. Um, so like some, for example, some of the chapters are kind of themed like design versus function or using storytelling to persuade or communicate, uh, you know, putting pieces together to create composition, uh, being able to handle diverse opinions and, and, and embrace empathy. Like how can these, um, these, these ideas, uh, help you in your, in your career? Um, it talks a lot about the idea of automation and globalization, sort of making it, uh, making a lot of jobs, uh, 20th cent 21st century jobs, you know, more obsolete. Uh, like for example, my dad, and he was a, a bookmaker and an accountant, uh, and he was laid off in, you know, 95 because his job, uh, was replaced by Microsoft Excel basically. So, you know, if this is, if this is the, the future, then what are the, the type of skills that we need, um, that you can get from an art appreciation class that will actually help you in whatever field you're in. And I, yeah, I think, yeah. You know, talking yep. to the students like that is important for me because I actually think it helps them. It sort of helps them understand, okay, you know, this is this this professor, you know, I don't need to just defer to him and whatever he says is good art is art, and I'm just gonna like nod my head until this is over. Like it actually engages them, um, and, and it engages me with them too in a way, like because I have to ask them, you know, like what do you do and how can I help you basically, um, and how can how can this it makes me think about that anyway. Like, what is the purpose of this class and how can it help you as opposed to it? We all just kind of going through our motions until. It's yeah, really like, bad. but like you're saying, math and sciences and languages, all those things, you know, use different parts of your brain and, you know, art's using a slightly different part of your brain as well. So, right. again, it, you, you, it's like, you know, brain calisthenics or a workout. So I think art is a great way to appreciate, you know, how and why we design and and have the, the, the structures, the, you know, and the, you know, and the buildings we have, you know, we choices we make for, you know, you know, designing, you know, hey, a flag or, or uh, you know, or uh, or a state house or whatnot. So some folks who are kind of focused in on, hey, you know, I want to be a business major or I'm going to go, uh, you know, work in construction. You know, I want to be an engineer or whatever. They can they can use and they can look at at artists and you know art architects, designers, you know, painters, and see how those there's you know there's so much cross you know, pollination between, you know, all these groups. Um, I'm spacing on the title, but, or, and the name of the article, but I, I give this article out to all my classes about all the interesting technological advances done by artists, right? You know, from uh, Surratt and his, and his, his, his tiny little dots of color and how that helps and, and helped, uh, you know, create and is basically the foundation for, you know, the RGB, you know, and the LCD and all these different, you know, screens we look at. You know, hey, you can go back through art history and see how uh, these artists have helped create, um, you know, and, you know, create the world we're actually looking at and experiencing via these the screens. And, you know, I, there's even a little uh, side note about uh, a, a heart surgeon who uh, used weaving techniques for some of the uh, heart uh, for some of his heart surgery uh, techniques. He actually used this weaving uh, idea that he saw when he was in, in college. So it's, it's well, kind and that, of and that and that's exactly it. Like, um, and it and it helps sort of take away that elitism. Like, these are just people who you know are, are taking what their interests are and you know just putting it out there. I mean, this uh, or combining it with um, you know different fields. Um, you know, and I tell my students like, you can do this with like if you're interested in let's say barrel racing or rodeo. Like, if this is what you like. Uh, then you know you can you can be creative. Not only you can be create you, you can be a more creative barrel racer, you know, like, or you can, you can think about like, uh, 
you know, changing or, or, or taking in new skills in that way being creative, or you can be a better, uh, ball handler, uh, like Kyrie Irving. Uh, but you can also like, I mean, you can do, you can also make work. I mean, you may never be an artist, like, but you can, you can take those skills of like the thing, the things that artists think about and the way that they approach problems, uh, embracing uncertainty, uh, finding new solutions to problems. You know, you can, you can embrace that mindset. You know, even if you don't make art per se, you can do things in a creative way. You can, uh, and that can help you, you know, stand out or give you a promotion or whatever it is that you want to do in life. Um, so yeah. Well, yeah. Cause like a liberal arts degree or, you know, taking an art class, you're coming up, trying to come up with solutions and answers to problems, you know, creatively that you might not have worked with or thought about before. So it's just another way. If you're thinking about, you know, the, the idea is like manufacturing jobs are going away, you know, and they say, hey, get a liberal arts degree because, hey, you might want to be that grant writer. You might have to change careers three or four times. You might have to think of different solutions to survive. And you, you working with this liberal arts degree, working on, on and taking a studio art class or, again, an art appreciation class, you're thinking about uh, in, in, from history, from, you know, th hundreds and, you know, hundreds of years ago, thousands of years ago, how people came up with solutions, how people designed the, the world they live in and how they helped create, you know, culture. Hey, that's a great way to uh, come up with solutions for your everyday issues and how to, you know, you know, get that, uh, get, get, get those groceries and pay those bills. So I think, I think, um, you know, getting, you know, thinking creatively, working in, in a, or taking a class in a creative uh, field or, you know, taking an art appreciation class and seeing how folks have, uh, you know, drawn maps or, cause I'm looking at a map of, uh, uh, uh Fort Worth, Texas, because uh, I didn't know directly where you were. So when you said Fort yeah. Worth, so how, how are, you know, why is Google maps the way it is, right? So you could think about the designers, you could ask the designers how they came up with their, uh, their, uh, look, right? So there's a bunch of different ways you can look at an art appreciation class as kind of a foundation of, you know, culture and, uh, and our society in one, in one manner, right? You can take a political, you know, uh, science class as well, but it's just, again, college is about, you know, taking a wide swath of classes and, uh, you know, and getting a wide view of uh, the world. Well, and Google Maps is a great idea too, because it also, it also makes, I think, students, well, it can, I mean, if you bring it up in class, um, the idea of, you know, these, these ubiquitous devices, uh, that they, that they hold in their hands, uh, or these, the software and these apps, like, you know, how do, how do these, 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 uh, these objects or these applications, how do they reframe, you know, your, your idea of the world too? Like, when we talk about just 10 years ago, like if I said, Hey, Charles, I'm coming over to watch the game, uh, you know, how do I get to your house? And you'd have to like draw a map for me, you know, yeah, or yeah. have to like list things and, and like list thing, right? <laughs> versus doing that now on Google maps and, 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 uh, you know, this is, I don't know, one of, one of the assignments that we do in my class, um, now is, uh, well, I'm thinking about doing, I haven't done it yet, but uh, I do talk a lot about Google maps cause that's just sort of an interest of mine personally. Um, and, um, you know, we, we, we talk about like, we we're, I'm thinking about having them do, um, there's like an, an app where you can make your own like street view bubble. It's called like a Google pano and okay. you can, you can upload them onto uh, Google and have them, you know, they're just there. I've, I've, I've made a few for Stephenville already, but they're kind of like, they're kind of boring. Cause like they were just images. I took them out on my run or something. Um, and so there I'm just thinking like, well, you know, have the students go out and maybe dress up in costume or do something silly and uh, like make a pano or put something, make, make, you know, just take images of, of the place that you live in or, or, you know, you can, you can sort of make a uh, conceptual idea about, um, you know, either you, you, just to have them pick a place and, and do something about and make an image 
about that place and then upload it to Google and have that be on Google Maps. And we can talk about it's it's a great it's a great idea because it gets them engaged and being creative with the tools they use every day, but also this idea of you know the internet and the fact that you can upload images and you can create exhibition spaces outside of the museum as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, just sticking or or using Google Street View to like uh, we we I know one of the assignments we've already done in the past is you know making the students go through Google Street View and like writing journal essays about like what they experienced in Google Street View and like going like taking a walk for example that they took as a kid or something and doing it in Google Street View and then like post like sort of doing screenshots of different places and writing journal articles about that like just um, you know putting putting some hard into into these these devices they use every day. Um, this is one example of, of ways that you can use this class uh, to you know connect to these daily things. And that's I think what I enjoy the most about this class is you can like, you, once you go up there at the beginning of class or even just online, you can you can talk about anything. You know, and the, I, I enjoy that freedom, especially uh, coming from you know a phot- photography and digital background, uh, which is what I teach in my in my major courses where there's so much, you know, so much time has to be taken for uh, process and for technical concerns. Yeah, it's yeah. nice to just, you know, go up in front of the students and be like, I saw Wonder Woman this weekend. <laughs> and like, and then embrace them in a conversation about that, that mm-hmm. is more, that is deeper than just like whether you like it or not, or whether you, you know, um, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Thank you both, Chris and Are Charles. we done already? Yeah, it's a brief one. <laughs> okay. Talk.